lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. I think that's confirmation, by the way, that Shannon has not been jailed yet, so that's cool. That is good. That's, yeah. that's a good thing. It's a good way to start off a Friday. Steve yeah. at SteveDace.com is how you can email us. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. You can also like us at MeWe, Gab, and Parlor as well. I just woke up in a, you know, screw it mood. Uh, put a pretty devastating takedown on COVID stan with actual data. Up on the Facebook page, haven't done that in a while. I mean, other than posting about the book, but I mean, like a specific piece of information. So, hey, you can go check it out on Facebook. It's on our other socials as well and see how long it lasts. We got a kind of a running bet around here, how long that post will stay up on Facebook because it has too much accurate information for you. Speaking of which, in the book, uh, we hit another milestone yesterday. We hit number one on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list yesterday. So... Number one on the Amazon weekly bestseller list. Number four on USA Today's bestseller list. Number one on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list yesterday. Is that good? I'm told it's above average. I don't know, man. I'm not weighted into waters this deep before. Todd's like, told you, should have had me on the... On a byline all along. Could have been doing this for years now, right? But um, please, thank you. We just can't thank you enough. And when you look at the post we have up on our Facebook and other social media pages this morning about hospitalization numbers, currently only 3.4% of all ER visits in America are for COVID-like illness. 3.4%. California has one of the lowest hospitalization rates in America right now. Why is it in any form of lockdown? When you look at that Facebook post this morning, you're going to want to get more copies of this book for more of your legislators, your governors, your school boards, your churches, your family members. We were even swapping stories before the show among us about stuff going on in our own private lives and errands we've run and people we've talked to in our families that are just still mind-numbed, insane, just literally insane over this. And hopefully this book can go a long way, or at least some of the way, in providing the antidote. So get your copy today. If you haven't already, Fauci and Bargain over at Amazon.com. Thank you very much. Uh, Just really, this has just been insane to watch this thing. Uh, Just take on, you know what? Um, It's time for a second wave See what I did there? I did. It's time for a second wave of Fauci and Bargain. We've had a lot of waves in the last year. What we need right now is a second wave of Fauci and Bargain sales. Just wait two more weeks, okay? Yes. Nice. Well played. All right. Coming up today, of course. Oh, did you guys see this story too, by the way? Uh, You know, the whole thing that we were all getting threatened with banishment last fall for posting the contents of a laptop purported to belong to Hunter Biden, but it may not. And so, therefore, the New York Post, one of the lar- oldest newspapers in America, had to get banned. A bunch of people that we, we had to get our posts removed and threatened with ban for posting those links. You guys see that yesterday? Mm, yeah. yeah. And, that yesterday, now they're confirming that indeed this has been Hunter Biden's laptop all along. That is huh. <sighs> funny how that works. That's one of the reasons why you want to support the forthcoming film, My Son Hunter, because the mainstream media, big tech, have been working tirelessly. To cover up this story and the corruption of the Biden family and Hunter Biden, but now you've got a chance to do something about it. The filmmakers behind the Gosnell movie, their brand new project, 
a feature film called My Son Hunter that's going to blow the lid off the Hunter Biden scandal. And you can learn more about the film at MySonHunterMovie.com. Movies pulling no punches. It's telling it all. MySonHunterMovie.com. But for this movie to be finished and released, these independent filmmakers need our help. They want to bring it directly to the people funded by people like us so it cannot be censored. So any gift, $10, $50, $100, that will help expose uh, the most corrupt family in American politics since the Clintons, uh, your donation will be helpful and it's 100% tax deductible as well so go to mysonhuntermovie.com right now learn more and support the effort make a donation at mysonhuntermovie.com all right coming up today of course it's a feedback friday we'll get to your feedback a little bit later on but before we get to all of that we begin as we always do with the day group. And we say hello again to our good friend Shannon, and we begin our weekly look at the week that was with issue one. Bleep, Lord Nefarious says. I have on my desk another bill passed by the General Assembly that is a product of the cultural war in America. Do you want to listen to the medical profession? Do you want to listen to professional counselors? Do you want to listen to parents? Or do you want to leave all these decisions to uh, the legislators that come from all different kinds of background? Yes, they're elected to represent you, but they do not necessarily make the right judgments for parents and for doctors in the most sensitive issues. Call it a COVID conundrum. In states with the strictest measures in the country, like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and much of New England, cases are on the rise. While in the South, states like Arkansas and Texas that have reopened businesses and ripped away mask mandates are seeing their numbers drop. Yeah, you know, it's it can be confusing. You have to wait a few weeks. I'm not really quite sure. It could be they're doing things outdoors. It's very difficult to just one-on-one compare that. We've been fooled before. Keep wearing a mask. Yes. Wash the hands and socially distance, which I'm not doing. Those people are totally safe. Here, we're killing people. This is amazing. I'm calling the non-emergency police number, sir. My girl here wants me to come out of the elevator so she can come out of the elevator. Because it's a small space we're supposed to maintain social distancing. I don't understand why you can't just politely step out and pull me out of the elevator. Did this incorrectly word? It wasn't like that the whole time. Every day that we hang in there and not just give in to getting away from all restrictions, every day we do better and better. We have to take advice from somebody and from myself. Looking at his history and background, uh, he's the most reliable witness I've seen. What does the president, who we know is Catholic, uh, say to Catholic doctors, Catholic institutions, who are fearful that if the Equality Act passes, it has the potential to trample on their conscience rights. What does the president say to those people who are He has a difference of opinion, and he respects their difference of opinion, but uh, he has been a supporter of the Equality Act, uh, and he also is a practicing Catholic and attends church uh, nearly every week. But to automatically say that the only thing is infrastructure is a highway, a bridge, whatever, that's just not rational. I think the vast majority of Americans think everything from the sewer pipes to the, to 
to the, uh, uh, the, the sewer facilities to the water pipes. I think they're infrastructure. Anyway. First question, Shannon, as the guest, you get to go first. What was the best of our worst this week? What say you? I have to go with, I love Todd's video and also the elevator video. And I don't know how many times I have said to my organizers here in Monroe County, we've been on the front lines for 12 months, really ever since this started, that this is literally like exercising demons with these people. Like when you confront them with the truth and you do it over and over and you force them to acknowledge the absurdity of everything they're doing, they lose it. They lose it in the situation you saw. Have you come to persecute us before the appointed time, son of man? (laughs) Right. Yes. I mean, that culminated last week on Saturday with the health commissioner sending the police officers to my home. It's like when you expose them, when you challenge them and you do it over and over and over, it falls apart. You realize how... Uh, shoddy their arguments are and that it all really is a house of cards. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with those. It was awesome. Todd? Uh, Jen Pisaki. She's just such a perfect little stooge. Evergreen! But this one's personal when she's trying to explain away the fact, and the reporter doesn't really, I don't know who that guy is um, and I, I'm not trying my guess is he does not truly understand the, the import of what he's asking because he's basically asking, you do understand that J- Joe Biden has excommunicated himself, don't you? And and she goes full worm tongue. I, I mean, I can't stress that enough because in all that devout Catholicism stuff, again, he, he has, ex- this is when the church excommunicates someone, it's not something that the church does to you. It's something that the church recognizes you've mm-hmm. done to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it takes just a lemming like that to try to miss in every answer. You, Steve, you're, she is the picture definition of what you describe when you talk about Jehovah's Witnesses who just reset. I mean, yes. you want to talk about no, they're there on a level of soullessness. I mean, my goodness, it. She gives me the. She gives me the creeps like birds give Aaron the creeps. <laughs> Aaron, <laughs> um, my goodness, there's there's a lot to choose from there. Uh, I'll I'll go with a quick runner up, and then my my real my real um, uh, nominee. I, I think it's uh, Asa Hutchinson who just basically said, you stupid rubes can't govern yourselves. Who are you joking about? Do you really want to leave these decisions about whether or not to chemically castrate and mutilate kids' genitals? Do you really think you can make those decisions for yourself, you dumb rubes? Of course we should listen to the experts. You can't govern yourselves, you idiots. That's uh, my second favorite. But my, my, my most favorite, my most favorite clip there was Mitch McConnell. <laughs> was Mitch McConnell... Talking about Anthony Fauci. Well, we have to take advice for somebody. Um, I said this in the overtime. I think it was the other day. Um, you know, I I got I went in to get checked out for flu symptoms at a local clinic here a few years ago, 
and um, and uh, the, the the doctor came back and said, "You've got influenza B. I'm going to get you in for a frontal lobotomy." And I didn't question it because I got I believe like Mitch McConnell do, it does. You got to take advice from somebody. Who am I to question that? Who am I to make right. any questions of the experts here? So I don't have part of my brain now because I got to take advice from somebody. Again, listening to Asa Hutchinson communicate that in the span of the last year, he has taken the the simultaneous positions that an adult cannot be trusted to breathe free air, but a child can be trusted to castrate themselves. That is absolute insanity. And if you listen to the language he uses there, we pointed this out uh, when the clip first aired a few days ago, it's worth pointing out again. That is the exact same language that is used by abortionists. That's the same language the baby killers use. Well, you don't want uh, to get in the way of a woman's private health care decisions. How how do you know what every situation? So so he's he's implying that there are some situations where a a child may need to be castrated. That's what he's implying, if not flat out stating. And it's the same argument that's used for killing children. Ironically, I believe Asa Hutchinson signed a heartbeat bill in his legislation, his legislature about a year ago. So you can't reconcile these things. And I don't believe he has. That's why people are wondering, so how much longer until he's the, on the board of Walmart, right? These are the kinds of dumbasseries men say when they're caught in an obvious compromise or sellout because they haven't even thought it through to, to the level of sociopathic behavior that is required. And so they're caught literally with their knickers down just trying to make this thing up as they go along. You know, like the what you saw in there from Anthony Fauci. Oh, no, too hard to tell. Wait a few more weeks. Uh, 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 that, that's everything I'm supposed to say here, right? Let's get to the exit question, okay? On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the sobriety of those who bought John Boehner's book last week instead of ours, and 10 being the IQ of those that bought Don Lemon's book last week instead of ours. Rate this week's level of total depravity, Todd. 10. Shannon. I'm back down to a one. I'm realizing that these people are idiots. They're so stupid and we can beat them and we have to beat them. And so I'm over it. Let's go. <laughs> Let's, they're, they're morons. Shannon, <laughs> this is now where it has gone. Full Shannon, Shannon is now the voice of optimism here. Okay. Aaron. I'm at like a uh, uh, 10. <laughs> so am I. Issue two, the mark. It seems as though, if it's not already won, the battle over lockdowns is at the very least at the middle of the end as states across the country continue to reopen and get rid of restrictions. Even California plans to reopen by the middle of June with masks. So now the pivot begins. How will the spirit of the age hold on to the power it so mightily won during the pandemic? We think we have our answer. Vaccine passports. The World Health Organization this week announced it's not backing plans for so-called vaccine passports. The Biden administration last week said it has no plans to coerce vaccine passports for international travel, among other things. Governors in Florida, Idaho, and Texas have already signed executive orders banning government-issued vaccine passports, with numerous other governors signaling their opposition to them as well. Unfortunately, government posturing against government-issued vaccine passports is little more than a virtue signal. 
Just last month, Walmart became the largest U.S. vaccine provider to push for a vaccine passport, joining in on a mobile app that does the deed. Tech and medical giants Microsoft and Cigna have formed a coalition for digital records of COVID-19 vaccination, along with numerous other smaller tech companies. The state of New York has already launched what they call the Excelsior Pass, promising people with the pass they'll be able to, quote, attend sporting events, art performances, and more. Perhaps no other passport is more ambitious than that of the country of Romania, who's introduced their plans to coerce vaccine passports on its citizens. The country's government is calling it the National Inoculation for COVID Online Library and Evidence, or Nikolai for short. Okay, that last story is not true, but you could have believed it. <laughs> it's great. Oh, that that was well done, my friend. So let's get to the first question. True or false? If governments don't impose a vaccine passport, corporate America will attempt just to do it themselves instead. Todd. True. Listen, um, this is the part about being part of the anti-vax community, which, as you know, to some degree, I have been uh, as long as I've been on this show. But it's it's go do whatever you want to with your kids in your uh, family. I don't think you're a bad parent because you vaccinate your kids. I, I, I don't think it's an automatic death sentence or anything. But this, I've always... This this is not a surprise to me in any way, shape, or form. There is a level of magical thinking that has always gone around vaccination. Those who demand it within the medical community, a certain class of parents, they have been losing their minds about this kind of thing. And they are ready and willing foot soldiers, and only more have been now created because of COVID. That has always been the great danger to me and and so yeah i there's I, I have absolutely no doubt that the level of mental illness that plays out in aaron's montage on a regular basis and again you saw today is going to there are just going to be right now we just saw uh what uh cooperstown little league baseball something or the other it's yeah yeah in, in new york there's a i think it's in cooperstown new york but it's a town in new york your home state there shannon where they're telling 12 to 14 year olds if they want to play little league baseball or it's whatever their baseball league is for that age this summer, they have to be vaccinated. Except my understanding in your home state of New York, you can't get vaccinated if you're under the age of 16. And so they're already putting the restrictions on people that even if they wanted to get it, they couldn't yeah. they couldn't fulfill anyway. And my buddy is uh, texting me yesterday about uh, uh, sports being played outside uh, high school kids in Wisconsin during the rain masks mandated so they're just breathing through not only masks but wet masks that's just a level of invincible ignorance so of course we are going to be dealing with this aaron same question to you true or false Uh, is there any stronger word than true that i can use here what did we talk about i think a couple of days groups ago or maybe it was just last week do you trust our institutions? Are there any institutions left which you can trust? And my answer, of course, was yes. I trust all the inf- institutions almost, almost infinite, uh, infinitely with being able to screw me over and screw <laughs> over everybody else listening with any, any reasonable sense of, of liberty and, and freedom and just being able to, you know, live like we were designed to live as human beings. And <clears throat> At the end of the day, can you really blame large corporations? Can you really blame that? 
Can you really blame them when they're being told by governments that, hey, we favor we actually favor y'all more than we do the little guy. And we're going to bail you out no matter what happens anyway. Look at uh, Obamacare. Of course, of course, I'm going to take the deal that I'm going to have assured income. I'm, I don't have to compete anymore because I'm just going to get all this money from the government. I can raise your premiums to uh, sky high. That's that's the government's idea. That's progressives idea about basically every area, every area of the economy. So, yeah, it, it's it's definitely true. And and speaking of the invincible ignorance that Todd was just uh, describing, you know, I heard about somebody the other day. Um, they didn't, they were, they were locked down, didn't go anywhere, still caught the virus. And then, uh, even though they already had the virus, they lied about the fact that they had the virus so that they could get the vaccine and they're still not going out because they're that afraid. Mm-hmm. It's a true story. True story. So when you talk about invincible ignorance, that's everywhere, including the corporate boardrooms. And, um, I, I think, I, I think what you're going to have to, to, to keep an eye on the instinct of wanting to make money and wanting to make more money and the instinct of this invincible ignorance. Those two things, I don't know how much they're going to compete, but that's going to be the answer to your question if we're ever going to have a, a widespread vaccine passport. Shannon, the floor is now yours. True okay. or false? Uh, this is absolutely true. And I'm going to try to explain this as best I can, because it's also complex and very important that every American understands what I'm going to say right now. I've been studying vaccines, um, injuries, the the legalities, the marketing of vaccines. I'm a marketing expert for the past six years, probably hundreds of, of hours of research. I watch what's happening happening globally. I watch what's happening at a national level and also locally. The thing that people need to understand right now is that we are we are essentially in a, a fascist government. Fascism is here. And that is the coming together of the federal government and also massive corporations. They work hand in hand. And so when you see headlines seeing saying, oh, well, the governors are vetoing this or the president isn't going to do that, you have to understand that they are now moving it to the other element of power in this country, governmental power, which is the corporate sector. And what they're doing, it is a psychological operation. This is marketing. This is high level uh, public relations, the type of stuff that you would see in Nazi Germany that we've witnessed now throughout the the past 12 months in a way that I have never seen in my lifetime that I don't think has ever happened in the history of this country. And what they're doing right now, current vaccination rates are very low, despite a full year of propaganda, despite pushing out the vaccine as the savior of the world. It is your get out of jail free card. It will keep you safe. In New York state, one of the most aggressive vaccine states, we only have 20% fully vaccinated. 50% of New York healthcare workers have rejected and refused the vaccine. 60% of New York State teachers and education staff have rejected the vaccine. This is a huge problem, a huge problem for the pharmaceutical companies because everything is wrapped up in the vaccine. I said a year ago, all roads lead to forced or coerced vaccines because it represents the government and corporate ownership of your body. That's the brass ring. And so now what you're going to see is a preemptive propaganda strike. They're gonna make America's think that it is inevitable. 
you're going to have to get the vaccine because in order for my kid to go to baseball camp, in order for my daughter to go to college, you have all the colleges coming out now saying we're going to require vaccines upon entry to, to school in the fall. This is to coerce and manipulate people into getting the vaccine now so that they can get that number from 20 percent to 30 percent to 40 percent. And then when people begin to feel that everyone else is doing it, then that number will jump to 60 or 70 percent. And if they can get it to 70 percent, the remaining 30 percent that truly do not want to get this vaccine, then you will see wide scale persecution. Then you will see detention centers. Then you will see the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. And this will play out in the next 12 months. This is why every American now needs to understand this issue. They need to understand the marketing and they need to prepare to fight back with everything they have against these corporations. Boycotts, lawsuits, unionization of employees who do not want to get vaccinated because right now we can win. Any company that stands out here in New York, you had the, the Red Hook Tavern. A tavern owner tried to get one of his employees to get the vaccine as a condition of working at his restaurant. The public outrage was so intense and the legal um, onslaught was so intense that he backed off in a second. The truth is your employer cannot mandate you have a vaccine. Your college cannot mandate you have a vaccine. Cooperstown baseball camp, they cannot mandate that anyone has a vaccine. It is outside the law in so many ways that I won't go into right now, but a great resource is ICanDecide.org. ICanDecide.org. And they look at these legalities, but this is going to be, it has to be a massive battle and people cannot think they can take a sigh of relief knowing that the government isn't here. Um, they are going to step in and and this will become inevitable if we don't wake up now. That's why I titled this section The Mark. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. I, we, we, t we said last year forcible masking is a proto conditioning for yeah. forced vaccination and forced vaccination yeah. is the is a conditioning for a mark. This is this has been long been a conditioning exercise look at the numbers all right we're, we're talking about a mass vaccination effort and now there's reports out today now hitting mainstream media about johnson and johnson uh vaccine uh, uh, uh problems with that side effects oh, here yeah. are here are the numbers as of today 3.4 percent of all er's visits all er visits in america that's that's the cdc's own data so it's probably lower than that because they lie. But we'll go with their data. 3.4% of all ER visits are for COVID in America. 3.4%. It's never been higher than 8% the entire pandemic. Ever. It's 3.4%. 95% of the people who pass away from this or with it, 50 and over. Median age of death is 78. That's the average life expectancy in America. Almost half of the deaths have happened in long-term care or nursing homes. Less than 12% of the population lives in those places. Why, why are we doing this? Right. It, it ain't because this is Ebola. It's not because this is smallpox. It's not because I'm going to do a mission trip in Haiti for a week and have all kinds of people touching me in the poorest, most downtrodden country in my hemisphere. So who knows what I would bring back with me. It's not for any of those reasons. It's certainly not for any immediate health care emergency.
It's not for that. So then what is it? What is it for? What's it for? 80% of the people hospitalized in America with COVID. Morbidly obese. And we just give everybody a gym membership. You know, you know what would you know you want to know what would be a real debate? Is if they said, all right, 80% of the people hospitalized, morbidly obese, we're going to mandate 2,000 calories for absolutely everybody. Right. Now, that would be like a real debate to have. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That would be like a real debate to have. Because then they can make like a direct scientific link. The data proves that that's, there's a, there's a, there's a connection there. There is no data that justifies this. So then what are the other justifications for? Exit question. If our ability to squash vaccine passports this year were lyrics to a Kenny Rogers song, and just give me the letter because we're short on time, which Kenny Rogers song lyric would it be? A, so if you don't mind me saying, I can see you're out of aces. B, 20 years of crawling was bottled up inside him. He wasn't holding nothing back. He let him have it all. Or C, well, it's your mind that tricks you into believing every time. Todd. C. Aaron. C. Shannon. A. Well, there went Shannon's optimism. We'll come back. Uh, Ron DeSantis versus... What was that, Shannon? I thought that meant we were going to beat it. No, B means means you're going to beat it. I never get these right. I can't figure (laughs) it out. All right, so Shannon's, Shannon's optimism remains. There is still hope. More in a moment. Make sure you know about ScoreMaster because it can be the difference between getting whatever approval deal they offer you on a home, car, credit card, business loan, even an apartment, or getting the best deal and saving the most money with the best terms. How is that possible? Because the average ScoreMaster user can add about 60 plus points to their credit score in about three weeks or less. But get this, you can sometimes even add up to 30 points in a few days if you know the right situation that's causing and holding your score back and you can remedy it. So um, even if you have a great credit score, ScoreMaster shows you how spending in certain areas can affect your credit score as well. This is the information the banks in the system have on you. Then now you get that information that empowers you instead of them because it's your information, your data anyway. So um, you can save uh, and see your points, save the points you have, see the plus points you want to add, and also get $1 million in fraud insurance to protect your score when you go to scoremaster.com slash Steve. Again, that's scoremaster.com slash Steve. Uh, it's simple, easy to use, takes just about a minute to enroll at scoremaster.com com slash Steve. Let's get back to our weekly look at the week that was here on the Dace Group with issue three, Ron DeSantis versus everybody. 60 Minutes, the once venerable journalistic program on CBS, did a huge favor for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis this week. The program attempted to smear Governor DeSantis as being a part of a pay-to-play scheme with his vaccine distribution program. 60 Minutes attempted to show that DeSantis had awarded the bulk of vaccines to the supermarket chain Publix because the store had donated $100,000 to his pack. This is the clip they aired. And here's part of the part they cut out. So first of all, that, what you're saying is wrong. That's, that, that's a fake narrative. So 
first of all, when we did the, the first pharmacies that had it were CVS and Walgreens, and they had a long-term care mission. So- of course, DeSantis's answer goes on in detail about why that narrative is just plain false. And it's wrong. It's wrong. It's a fake narrative. I just disabused you of the narrative and you don't care about the facts because 60 Minutes released a statement earlier this week doubling down on their shoddy editing, saying they typically only include information relevant to the question that was asked. That, of course, is complete gaslighting baloney and DeSantis pointed that out in press conferences on subsequent days. They knew what they were doing was a lie. I knew what they were doing was a lie. Everybody here knows what they were doing is a lie. They know that we know they're lying, and yet they continue to lie. Even the dimmest bulb in the New York corporate media constellation would be, have been able to realize that was false. You literally take 10 minutes to make a few phone calls. 60 Minutes was in Florida for three months, and the best they could come up with is a half-baked conspiracy theory that literally is readily debunked uh, by talking to, like, two people. Uh, so I think that that means we probably did a pretty good job. You know, I referenced at the top of the show a post I have on my Facebook page looking at the latest hospitalization data. And the reason why I always refer to that is because that was the original rationale for why we had to do these lockdowns, right? That we wouldn't overrun the hospital system. Well, just to add even more credibility to that, Florida right now actually has a hospitalization rate per 100,000 citizens. It's actually slightly above the national average. So why aren't they hammering Ron DeSantis for that? Why? Because it would still be like only 4% of ER visits in Florida are for COVID-like symptoms. Which, so they can't even bring it out without yeah, begging yeah. a much larger That would question. be like a legitimate criticism. Hey, you're above. He is. He is above. Even after the most aggressive vaccination effort in a large state in America, which focused on seniors and LTCs, long-term care facilities. He is still above the national average in hospitalizations per capita. But they can't come at him with that because the percent of hospitalizations is so low, it would be walking right into a punch, meaning that he would love to have that argument. You know what I'm saying? Because that would actually reinforce his broader narrative. But it's pretty clear here, uh, folks, that Ron DeSantis is the is the target. His name might as well be Donald Trump as far as the 2022 midterm cycle is concerned. His is the one is the large state uh, control group that will not be permitted by COVID stand. So is he up to the task? Shannon, we'll start with you. What do you think? Well, the last politician that I let have the milk before they bought the cow was Ted Cruz. And I'm never going to do that again uh, with Ron DeSantis or Christy Nome or anyone. I am like Beyonce, put a ring on it. Let me see what you're going to do. And I have to say this latest fracas about Ron DeSantis, in my opinion, was a huge mistake, a huge mistake, because it it shows that he, for some reason, continues to cling to a false narrative. The fact that he is obsessing and rolling out this major vaccine plan in, in Florida, there's no need for a vaccine. There's no need for a rollout of a vaccine. This virus is not dangerous to 99.9% of the population. This virus is not dangerous to children and even to the elderly with hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and, and intravenous vitamin D and C protocols. There is no point to it. So he's playing in their sandbox. 
right? He's he's playing in the narrative that is laid out by Fauci and laid out by the left and the progressives and the fascists, admitting that there is still a crisis and this crisis necessitates this mass rollout of a pharmaceutical product that has not been studied, that is not FDA approved and has a horrific horrific side effect and adverse event reaction protocol that you can see every day on VAERS, which is the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. 55,000 reports, which only scratches the surface of how many people these vaccines could be harming right now. So that, so what, what happens is he gets caught then in a, in a pay for play, which they're accusing him of, but it really is a pay for play, right? Like, why is it that these Republicans are so obsessed with this vaccine? Is it because they're getting donations? Is it because they are have been lobbied? Is it because there is something under, you know, and we saw this, we saw this with Rand Paul, you know, in his interaction with Fauci a couple weeks ago, rather than asking Fauci about masks, he, he does this long winded, well, if you get vaccinated, and if you can prove you have immunity, then why would you need a mask? Why not just say to Fauci, show me one scientific study that proves that masks work, then you're actually addressing the truth. But they dance around the truth, they dance around the periphery, and they play their board game when what they should be doing is flipping the board. And I haven't seen Ron DeSantis do that yet. I like a lot of the things that he does. I'll be watching him over the next couple years. But for me, this latest round was was not was not impressive to me. Todd. Well, here's the thing. Sh Shannon is right in the puritanical sense. And I don't I, I use that in the sense that Steve, you addressed that that's a good thing. Mm hmm. Amen, Shannon. But you have that opinion, Shannon, because you understand how far down the rabbit hole goes in terms of how vex this whole thing has been a psyop for a very, very long time. And it's because of that that I allow a fair amount of grace in this. And when I ever get anybody on our side to any degree, Ron DeSantis, uh, look at we were just talking off air about two years ago. Steve, can we imagine having anything close to this conversation on no. this show? And the answer no. is no. But people's eyes are opening. We can't yeah. expect it all to come at one place. So you know I'm with you in spirit, sister. But mm -hmm. I think you also, and I know you're the one who just had the cops come to your door and having experience in their life, why you might mm -hmm. be a little raw right now. But you and I both know this no, thing this is isn't going to all Rome was not going to be built in a day. I, I'm optimistic about some of the trends I'm seeing in terms of people drawing lines in the sand, though. I think this is basic, though. This is basic fundamental. Why would the governor of Florida, when we know COVID-19 is not dangerous to 99% of the population? Because he has the second largest. I'm, listen, your argument, I, I, I totally get your argument. He has the second largest elderly population yeah. in America. Just make it available. Just make it available then. Make it available to people. Are, are people being, are, are people, is he showing up at their doors? If you don't take it, we, well, we, yeah. we take he's you out back. He's putting it in Walmarts. He's rolling it out. He's acting as if it's, you know, it's the key to But doesn't reopening. everybody have to then make their own? They were already reopening. They ended their emergency orders last September. Did, did he already, did, I mean, is, you can't make the decision on your own in Florida whether to get the vaccine or not? Well, and that leads me to my, my, then my question is why, like common sense would say, make it widely available, but don't go, don't bend over backwards or turn yourself into a pretzel with these big campaigns of rolling it out. Just make it available. So my question is like, what is it with pharma? What is it with pharma and Republicans? I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. I mean, he's the best. I, I'll agree with you guys at this point. He's the best. 
he's the best. But I, I don't know. I don't know that he's the best. I just don't. I'm just. I don't. I don't disagree with anything in your original rant. I just. I'm. I'm just explaining the world and he lives in is yeah. different than the world you live in, and I think we both agree your odds of going to jail for what you're doing, and if he were the governor, is a lot lower than probably yeah. 97 percent of the other governors in America. Right. That's probably I, no, I true agree too. With that. Okay. Yeah. But the rest of your criticism about where this is ultimately going to go. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that may help people like you with your case. If indeed it doesn't work, if it doesn't, see, he's a control group for both sides now. He has mm-hmm. violated their protocols. He's, he's not done the racialist agenda. He went to the long-term care facilities and the elderly first. He stood right? up and said absolutely no on yep. vaccine passports. Yep. And so if, if, if we don't see Florida ultimately get under the national average of hospitalizations and everything else with what's been done, then you have, he's the data set. He's your Sweden. He makes the point that you want to make. Hey, Ron DeSantis did everything you told him to do with the largest elderly population and blank happened. So what does that mean about your, the efficacy of your vaccine? Aaron quickly, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I just one one thing. So there is some email correspondence that was recovered and provided to Fox News between 60 Minutes and DeSantis's office. And I just want to highlight this again. It was in the um, a montage earlier this week. One of the uh, questions like one of the don't you know what you're doing? One of the gotcha questions that they wanted to ask him was how did the state make the determination that it's seniors who are at most risk for coronavirus? Wow. I don't know. Maybe they've been paying attention for the last year or so. I I don't know. It's the same sort of... I I, I agree with Shannon's original premise. Like, why are you debating this? Why are you debating... You know, if you want to make the vaccine available, fine. If you want to wear a mask, fine. Just don't, don't, you know, make me accept... I know that that's not where this debate is going. I'm fully aware of that. But it's the same sort of flat earth voodoo. Like, as, as if that was a question. As if that was a question... Over a year into this, how did you determine that seniors are at most risk? That's that's just mind-blowing. It's mind-boggling. And it's from the same artist that brought to you, well, I, we, it's, a, it's a coronavirus conundrum. Places that lock down the most are seeing their cases go up, while the places that released uh, their citizens into the wild, their cases are going down. We just can't figure it. It's the same voodoo. Exit question, true or false? If he wins re-election in 2022 and Trump does not run again in 2024, the GOP nomination is DeSantis's to lose. Again, that's an analysis. We're not asking for an endorsement, an analysis of the race. Aaron. False. True. Shannon. I think it's true. Okay. Issue four. All right. So our kicker issue. Um, Tucker Carlson, uh, Christy Nome, Asa Hutchinson in the last couple of weeks. The word's got to get out now to the GOP intelligentsia. Stop going on Tucker Carlson's show. All right. I mean, hacks just can't survive. All right. So who is the next GOP hack you want to see make the mistake of going on Tucker Carlson's show? Aaron. Lindsey Graham. We'd finally get to the bottom of something. Mm-hmm. Todd? Well, this speaks to what we just got done talking about. DeSantis. Because we didn't know those yeah. other two were hacks before they went on. Uh, that's the vetting process. Hasn't he? I think he was well, on there recently. Well, he's been on. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. I, for the principle of doing this, the, the, okay. I, I want to know the guy. Christy known before this was number two on okay. his coattails, and now we know. All right. Quickly, Shannon, go. Not a politician, but Franklin Graham. Hmm. He is a politician. I gave even money to the team here before we came on. You were going to say Donald Trump. 
and now I'm going to have to pay up. Uh, I mean, I, guess, I mean, I, I thought that was the book he was win- that, that was the house was going to win on that one. All right, let's get to predictions. Todd, go. Uh, my prediction is that uh, it was along the lines of Tucker, but the, the next big deep dive he's going to do is big pharma and it's big pharma outside of covid how they laid the groundwork through this through chicken pox vaccines and through making uh, boys take gardasil vaccines that's coming i think that's a great prediction that he is going to go after that next i think that's a great prediction todd or i'm sorry aaron quickly Anywhere north of like uh, Missouri, basically, or basically anywhere north of Kentucky, uh, basically Big Ten country, you're not going to be able to go to a football game again in your lifetime without proof of vaccination. Hmm. Shannon. Uh, I think I'll be in the clink by the end of the summer. Nice. (laughs) Orange is the new black. Shannon. It's going to happen. Um, my prediction is everything in America, virtually everywhere, is going to be opened by July 4th weekend at the latest. It's just a matter of whether you need a mask or a vaccine passport to access it. But essentially, everything will be reopened absolutely everywhere, and I'm including California in that, virtually everywhere. It will just be a matter of what is the toll, if any, uh, depending on where you live, and what you're willing to tolerate, that you will be asked to pay, uh, whether it be the useless Chinese face diaper or the jab, which are you? Which toll are you willing to pay in order to access some of those things? Shannon, good to see you, as always. Thanks uh, for making Thanks, us think and for joining us, all right? Mm-hmm. Any pushback on that prediction from either of you two, by the way, really quick? Well, I would add, I think because of that, that's <clears throat> why we are about to see far more cases caught on video of fracases concerning passports and masks than we've ever seen before because more and more people are going to be in the group of oh hell no most people have acquiesced heck we've talked on the show the times when we just like i I need to have a cause of death for hank aaron yet do we i I don't we know is he got all we know all we know is he was part of the initial vaccine rollout promotion and then died like a week later that's that's all we know okay do we have an official cause of death for one of the most important athletes in American history? To my knowledge, no. And see, that is the stuff that will cause people to revolt, is what we're talking about right here. And it should. We'll come back and we'll get to Feedback Friday. Your turn when we return. Stay tuned. And we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV radio podcast here. I'm Steve Dace with Totters and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Over on Parlor, MeWe, and Gab at Steve Dace there. YouTube.com slash Steve Dace is where you can find clips of the show to sample and share. As well as over at Rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. And don't forget, you want to make sure you get around big tech censorship for good. Subscribe to us. Get our content directly from us. Go to blazetv.com slash 
Dace. That's blazetv.com slash Dace and get a discounted subscription today. Plus, you get bonus extra content like the overtime that we tape after each one of our shows. Friday, it's our best and worst of the week. And you'll get that and all of the other exclusive content we do each day right here at blazetv.com slash Dace. And if you're a podcast listener, thank you. We appreciate you every bit as much as those who watch or listen live. Please, though, show your appreciation for us. Click that subscribe button. If you haven't already done so, leave us a five-star review if you haven't already done that. And for the thousands of you that have, thank you. You've done your part to help us grow the podcast audience and also impress the overlords down in Dallas. We, we like it when they are impressed. So thank you. Oh, and you've also boosted our fragile male egos, which have also received a boost because of the accolades this week for Fauci and Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history. Number one on the Wall Street Journalist that came out yesterday. Number four earlier this week on the USA Today bestseller list. Number one on Amazon's nonfiction bestseller list for last week. We just... We, we we don't have the capacity to generate this on our own. You folks have done this for us. So thank you very much. And as more and more, it becomes obvious that this is flat earth voodoo to the point that the today's show of all places is now like, well, this doesn't make any sense. The places that lock down are seeing surges and the places that aren't aren't. Huh. It's probably time for a second wave, see what I did there, of Fauci and Bargain. All right, so you can pick up your copy today or copies if you prefer. Uh, Now the audio version is out as well, voiced by our beloved Aaron. The print version is both in the ebook form and print form uh, from me and Todd that you don't like as much. If you go to Amazon.com, just look for Fauci and Bargain there or search under my name, Steve Dace. And, you know, we talk a lot about what social media and big tech do to bulldoze our rights and freedoms. And they're going to keep doing it until we successfully push back or they have silenced every last voice of dissent. They are not going to be stopped. So what are some things that we can do to protect ourselves from them? Well, instead of letting big tech sites revoke your right to free speech, why not revoke their right to your data? Because that's where they make a lot of their money. That's why we use ExpressVPN. I've got it on all my devices here in the studio. ExpressVPN is the best product that's out there. 100% of your data to protect from eavesdroppers on your network. It couldn't be easier to set up. Uh, Literally just uh, a one tap or two, and you'll set it up on each of your devices in a matter of minutes. Ever wondered how free to use social media companies Get, uh, make their money, it's off of you and I by tracking our searches, our video histories, everything we click on. And then they sell that valuable data to the highest bidder and who knows, maybe use that against you later on. Uh, don't let that happen to you. It's finally time to say no to the censorship. Take back your online privacy with the VPN that I trust at ExpressVPN. Via in victory, expressvpn.com slash Steve. And by visiting my link, you'll get an extra three months of ExpressVPN service for free. An extra three months for free at expressvpn.com slash Steve. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash Steve. All right, let's get to some feedback Friday. You guys ready to go? Go. Let's start with this from Joshua Lewis in Turlock, 
California. Our school district and teachers unions have finally caved. Their COVID narratives have collapsed. All of our schools are going back to school five days a week. I'm proud of the work we have done to get our kids back in school. We voted out school board members. We've shown many teachers how rotten the union is, so much so that it has been hemorrhaging members since last year. We had sit-ins. We continued to keep up the pressure. I'm writing this to you because none of this would have been possible without your show and the work that you guys have done. I greatly appreciate the data, the analysis, the advice, and the Neil before Zod references. It clearly worked to motivate us. Thank you, Josh, for that very encouraging note, for reminding us the mission statement, the slogan of the show this year, the vision we have for 2021. Uh, the answer is us. You know, we had Gary Humble on yesterday from, is it Stand Up Tennessee? Is that the or Tennessee Stands? Tennessee Stands. Tennessee correct. Stands. And, you know, when we asked him, hey, if people are listening and watching around the country right now, and how do we get a grassroots effort started like this? What would you suggest? I mean, the number one thing he suggested, persistence. Persistence. You know, when I did my initial uh, 100-pound weight loss, there was, a Mark, there was a Mark Wahlberg movie that had just come out a couple years before that he had done, and I don't remember the name of the guy, but apparently there was a guy in the 70s that um, in like his mid to late 20s decided to try out for the Philadelphia Eagles and made the team. Do you remember when this movie came out? Invincible, true story? Yeah. yeah. That, thank you, thank you. And there's a scene in this film where people that had ripped on him, told him he couldn't be, wasn't any good, before he would go out every day for camp, he would read these these letters these notes to motivate him remember that scene yeah well when i was uh, uh packing three uh, plus bills easily and wearing size 5x and 6x shirts and size 46 jeans and i let my local radio audience at the time know you know what i, I i've got to i gotta take this more seriously i'm way over i'm way overweight way unhealthy and the amount of emails I got from people, hey, fat ass, you'll never amount to anything, blah, 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 blah. I printed off like sheets of those. And I started this thing in the, in the dead of January that year. And a lot of cold winter mornings, man, you go into that gym and you're like, I, I can't, I can't do this again. I, I brought those sheets, those emails with me. I'd read them. You know, you're going to die before your kids are graduate from high school. Stuff. I mean, it's just... I use that, that fueled the fire. And every day I'm like, you know what? I don't think I can do this another two months. I don't have to do that today. I just have to do it today, right? May and June, will let May and June take care of themselves. Can I do it on April 9th? Can I do it today? I can do it today. And worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, and a month from now, and two months from now, a month from now, and two months from now. All those Neil before Zod references, they are meant to provoke you, to instigate you, to stoke your competitive fire. But it's going to take persistence. We didn't give up all these freedoms and liberties to the system overnight. You know, I didn't go from playing sports in high school to wearing a 6X shirt. That didn't happen in like a week, did it? No. It took years to get to that point. So it wasn't going to be overnight that I was going to, you know, get into a smaller shirt. And smaller pants. So we didn't give up these freedoms and liberties overnight, folks. It's going to take at least some level of persistence 
to get him back. And what you see in Josh's email, sit-ins, school board meetings, unions, persistence. Persistence pays off. The saints who persevere to the end, right? That's what, we're, that's what it's going to take. It won't happen instantly. But history shows that it does pay off if the righteous are persistent in their cause. So congratulations to the people of Turlock, California, for providing that real-world example. Can I say one thing about that? Of course. Going forward with this, uh, you, you, I've mentioned this before. I'm feeling more and more strongly about this as, as time goes on. Getting back into the public schools, I've heard the criticism, why are you racing so hard to get back to something that you criticize about being one of the primary indoctrination uh, centers? You're not wrong uh, to bring that up. And by all means, Go ahead and homeschool or send your kids to private school if you want to. And I'm thrilled that the funding will now be following students instead of uh, the institutions. I, but, and this is a, I can't imagine giving a, a larger but, there, it is not an acceptable conservative answer to say, you know, screw you public schools, as long as they exist, we need to fight for them. You might want to fight for them, total reform, getting rid of them, trying something else. Hey, talk to me. But as long as they exist, you have got to fight for them. Now that they're back in, it's not just about the masks, but it's about the next thing that comes up with BLM or transgender. We This is ground zero for taking our culture back. And most people, are for a lot of different reasons, are not simply, and they're conservatives and they're decent people and they'll listen to us, but they're not just going to walk away from public schools. They are not. We need to fight on this hill. It's worth fighting for. Number one expenditure in every state yes. budget is going to be education. Yes. And so if you're a taxpayer, you have a vested interest in that outcome. Now, again, maybe the outcome is to collapse them. Fine. But but laissez-faire exactly. is, is just not a tenable position. It's, it's the biggest expenditure, and it's where the, the vast majority of the populace that your sons and daughters will marry, work for, yes. vote for, are coming out of those indoctrination centers. So fight for them, fight to collapse them, fine. But there needs to be some form of a fight. Just ejecting all together and washing your hands of it, they're going to be not... And Thank those you. Ki- there's this scene in Animal Farm where, where Napoleon takes the Doberman pinchers away when they're puppies. And then they come back later when it's time to get rid of time to get rid of Snowball and take control of the farm. And now these Doberman Pinchers are full-bred killers. And he took them away when they were young to indoctrinate them, and they now only answer to Napoleon. See the reference that was made there? That's what's going on here. We don't have the option of just not caring and ejecting. So walk and chew gum at the same time. My kids never set foot in a public school. I made sure of that even made sacrifices to make sure of that when they were young. The same exact time, the first amount of activism I ever did in my career was to elect a guy to the local school board. Because right now, we've had an explosion of people in the last year that be, that got a taste of not putting their kids in the schools and thought, all right, maybe we can do this without bringing them back. It's 11%. And it's up from like 3.5% a few years ago. So that, I mean, that's like a 300% increase 
So that's more than a 300% increase. But it's still only 11% of the kids right now are voluntarily not going back. Being, being educated in alternative means. That means if only 11% are choosing to be educated in alternative means, what percentage is being educated in the mainstream means? Still far more of them than us. So, yeah. And you're taking my damn money. Yep. So you bet I got to say in what's going on here. You bet I do. You bet. Uh, next, this note. This note is something. I've been listening to your show for just over a year now, and I must say how much I appreciate your no-frills, fact-based approach to the issues at hand. I joined the Blaze as a Crowder fan and also became a Dace fan as well. Boy, how many times have we heard that? Mm -hmm. Uh, I've ordered several copies of Fauci and Bargain and look forward to reading it and distributing it to family and friends. Now, the cause for my email is a complex one. I'm a member of the Dallas Police Department, and I've been fighting my own private war against the mask mandate issue since the department issued its own on June 22nd of last year. I've spoken out and railed against the masking push, leading to my own receipt of disciplinary action in the form of an official write-up, and most recently, a full-on charge of insubordination for demanding the mask mandate be rescinded or at least curtailed to request. I emailed the chief medical officer of the department, and he refused to send me the studies he based his mask mandate on. I talked to the president of the Dallas Police Association, and he told me to shut up and take it. Nice union you got there. Uh, And not so many words. I felt alone and abandoned, but I took on all of this. I took all of this on the chin with my sight looking forward to how this might potentially affect myself and my fellow officers. Then I saw a video on your program that horrified me. I saw a pregnant woman from right here in Dallas being asked to leave a church service on the threat of being arrested for criminal trespass. Fun fact about criminal trespass in Dallas, it is rarely prosecuted. Thanks to our district attorney, and during most of 2020, they refused any and all criminal trespass arrests because of how low level it was. When I saw that video, all the fear and anger and absolute rage that had filled me over the past year, the feelings I had slowly worked past or so I thought came surging back. It took a lot of thought not to find the exact incident and file a complaint on the officer in question. I'm still not sure if it would even be worth it. Then I heard your comments about police no longer protecting people, and I wanted to tell you that you were wrong. I truly did, but that would be a lie. As a police officer, I can testify to the bravery and goodness of many fellow officers. However, most of these officers work within the following realm. I will do as I am told so long as it does not endanger myself or a fellow officer, and I will never do anything that might inhibit me from making it to retirement. In my humble opinion, most officers are cowards in this regard. I'm one of the few that could care less about retirement. I have no plan of staying in law enforcement. I joined for the experience, not for the lofty ideal of service. And I have fought this fight when everyone, my friends, coworkers, even family members, have told me to drop it, to let it go. I don't think they understand just how serious this all is. They don't understand why I would risk my job and my reputation to fight this. That's why I bought several copies of your book. My fear is that all the cowards in law enforcement will never be willing to stand up when the branch Covidians come for the innocents. And I'm a, and, and, and I am growing tired of fighting alone. My hope is that as I continue to fight, God will strengthen me and guide my path. I just want you to know that there's one cop out here who will fight with you and go to jail with you if it comes to that. Keep up the good fight, brother. That's Officer Grady Caton. Let me put your note in another context, Grady. 
They're out here, th- these red coats are out here rounding people up and arresting them, shutting down our churches because you're speaking out against the stamp tax, the tea tax. What does it matter if we pay a little bit more for tea or for stamps? We hardly mail anything anyway. You don't even like tea. Did I make my point? Grady, first of all, thank you for your service, brother. Secondly, history is changed by men like you. History is made by men like you. We don't know the names, and nobody cares to know the names, of any of the Roman centurions that nailed Christ to that cross that whipped him, that beat him, that imprisoned him, that fashioned the crown of thorns. We don't know any of their names. We know his name. We don't know any of the names that put John, the apostle, into a vat of acid. We don't, we don't know any of their names. We don't know the names of the people that hung St. Peter upside down. We don't know their names. We don't know the names of any of the folks that stoned the first martyr, Stephen. We don't know any of their names. It's irrelevant. And those people are probably all in hell right now as we speak. Unless they repented. But we know the names of the people who took it, don't we? We know their names. We name, their, we name our kids after them today. You are on the right side of history, my friend. The reason your medical director couldn't supply you any studies is because there aren't any. There are none. Let's say that they've got all these studies. They're not studies. Not a one of them has a control group. The one country that provided one, Denmark, guess what it did with masks? Doesn't force them on their people. What does that tell you? There's not a control group in any of these studies. And then forget the studies. Look at all the real-time data. They don't work. They don't work. Right now in New York, a medical doctor, she's a doctor, has not seen her daughter for weeks. Because when she dropped her off from school, she stood out on the sidewalk outside getting her daughter ready for school out there on the sidewalk, making sure her mask was on and sent her into the schoolroom. She's outside on the sidewalk of the school. The school nurse comes rushing out. You've got to put on your mask to the mom who's a doctor, an MD. Somebody inside the school then calls the authorities and they use that against her in a custody hearing to take her daughter away. She hasn't seen her daughter physically in weeks, including at her birthday. Today, as we speak, the second highest rate of hospitalization for COVID-19 in America is that state, New York. The highest, Michigan 
whose governor at this time last year said, you don't need rights because there's still snow on the ground. So it doesn't matter that I banned you from buying seed and gardening tools. You're not going to be gardening right now anyway. It's snowing. Today, a year later, she has the highest surge of COVID hospitalizations in the United States. She did one of the worst lockdowns in the country. Her state suffered the largest decline of businesses of any state in the union last year. So she wrecked her economy, wrecked how many families and lives, all those jobs, all those businesses gone. And what did she get out of it a year later? They're by far the worst state in the country for hospitalizations. Second is New York. And they're way ahead of the rest of the country. You're right. The fact that they don't provide you evidence, Grady. The fact that they don't step to you head on like a man, eye to eye. And take on your accusations and dismiss them and discredit them. Well, you're just a lowly police officer. You're not an epidemiologist. What do you know? I would imagine there, being a member of the Dallas PD, brother, you've encountered a criminal element or two in your career. You can spot a liar when you see one. A house of cards when you sense one. There is no there there. It's all a scam. Not the virus, but the authoritarianism is all a scam. You're on the right side of history. Now, it may cost you your career to even show what the right side of history was. It cost Christ his life. Then for his apostles to follow in his footsteps, to carry up, pick up their crosses and follow him, it cost all of them their lives too except one they kept trying to kill, and then they finally couldn't, so they just left him to die by himself on an island just to be rid of him. But rest assured, my friends, somewhere there is a large cloud of witnesses plotting. Your willingness to defy this. I'll tell you, and, and Aaron, you asked me last hour, if Shannon had gone off on a rant against Big Pharma and vaccinations like that a couple of years ago, what would my reaction have been? This is nuts, right? Correct. Okay. I mean, if you'd have told me a couple of years ago, hell, you'd have told me two weeks ago, I was about to say what I'm going to say next, I'd have told you you're nuts. Bravest woman in America right now is Dr. Naomi Wolf, and I can't think of a close second. What she is doing with every platform she has and a willingness to go on what she herself probably not too long ago would have considered enemy platforms. I've exchanged, even this morning, numerous DMs with her. She's laying it on the line, man. Now, on, on 10 other things, I think she's probably wrong about eight of them, <laughs> okay? But on this, on this, which is really the last line of are we going to be a free people anymore, which will then make all the other things that her and I disagree on really irrelevant at that point. We get the benefit of debating those things because of our freedom. Take that away and 
our arguments are largely irrelevant. We're both in the same camp together. Our particular views on whether two males should get a marriage license or not really become irrelevant because we just were in the same detention camp sitting next to each other at that point. The fact they have nothing to offer you other than condemnation, Grady. I know it's hard. I know it is. I faced it. I'm going to face more. And so are you, brother. And so are all of you. But the fact they can offer nothing more than condemnation. Caesar always indicates he's lost when the persecution starts. When they can't win a real argument. So the spirit of the age has to go to the persecution card. Take some form of solace in that. You're winning the argument. Now your reward may not be on this side of heaven, brother. But you're on the right side of history here. Thank you for the courage it showed just to share that note and put your name on it and not ask to have it taken off. And may your house increase because we need even more of you. You know, the other side of that, when we, we've been talking a lot about you were made to be ruled. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, it never stopped. There's so many powerful scenes in that movie. But I, amongst the non-superheroes, is there a more powerful scene than in that movie when Loki says, everybody kneel and they and all the one do? one old that Jewish one, guy gets up. Yeah, you're that guy. He says, I've, I heard somebody speak to crowds yes. like this before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. MK writes, here in San Antonio, a group of us went to a sports bar after work. I watched people walking up to the bar without a mask, put a mask on when entering the building, then take the mask off to eat, drink, laugh, high-five each other. When people went to use the restroom or to leave, the uh, the mask automatically went on their face. What was the mask in between those time periods, by the way? In their pocket, on the floor, on a dirty table. When back, once back outside, the masks then came off. Watching the different sporting events was even worse. The commercials were rife with mask wearing. The final four of the women's game was comical in the sporadic mask wearing, along with coaches pulling their mask off to yell at players and then putting the mask back on. That happened in the midst tournament a lot, too. We have lost it as a society and will go the way of the Roman Empire into the dustbin of history. Understand that the masks didn't do this. We were prepped and ready for an idol like the masks to do this to us. Okay? And that's why even before we knew what a COVID was, the mantra of this show. Every year we have a singular theme, but the overall vision of the show is revival or bust. Every culture, every culture, of the species Homo sapien has either collectively worshipped, not unanimously or uniformly, but collectively, has either collectively worshipped the one true God, the one true living God, the God of Israel, or has worshipped idols. That's it. I've quoted this before. One of the great summations of human belief from Dr. James Dobson. There's only really, there's a lot of isms in the world, but there's only two worldviews. God is, or he isn't. Those are really the only two worldviews that are out there. That's it. He's right. So we either worship either the one true living God or idols. That's the choice. 
There is no other choice. And then once we turn to idolatry, we dissolve culturally into sectarianism, tribalism, cultism, occultism. Because then the argument becomes whose idol is more worthy of being idolized. And I like my idol more than I like yours. Recognition of the one true God is what brings disparate peoples together. Turning your back on that recognition is what takes people that even have a lot of other things in common and tears them apart. We'll come back. More Feedback Friday on the other side. Stay tuned. More and more overreaching government officials in D.C. and across the country are threatening our constitutional freedoms, which is why in times like these, the courts can sometimes be the the last hope for preserving your fundamental rights. One organization helps to lead the way in that regard. That's Alliance Defending Freedom. For over 25 years, ADF has been protecting religious liberty, the sanctity of human life, free speech, parental rights, marriage, and family, and at no cost to their clients. But... To face the increasing threats to freedom, ADF needs help from friends like all of us. For example, the House of Representatives recently passed the deceitfully named Equality Act. It could force women to share private, intimate spaces with men who identify as female. It could force Americans to celebrate events and speak messages that violate their conscience. Please help protect liberty and freedom by donating to ADF so they can keep helping people just like you go to adflegal.org slash steve that's a d f d is in david adflegal.org slash steve to make your tax deductible donation today you know adf wins nearly 80 percent of its cases so this will be money well spent in defense of liberty and justice no matter who's in power adflegal.org slash steve all right let's get back to Feedback Friday. Love your show, what you guys are doing. I started watching you right around your Polls Don't Make Sense episode, and I've been watching ever since. I'm writing about masks and businesses. I live in Florida, supposedly the Shangri-La of mask policy, right? Well, not so much. In St. Lucie County, where I live, there is still a mask mandate. The commission meets uh, this week to review it, and hopefully it's lifted. However, it seems that it doesn't matter. Seems woke businesses can impose their own tyranny. Or can they? Recently, I refused to wear a mask in Panda Express to pick up food. They asked me to wait outside, and I did. That was a food slash restaurant slash bar, a super mega ultra, mega ultra super spreader place, right? Please. Recently, I picked up hamster food at Petco, at a bleeping Petco. They the, the, the woke mask druids and woke granny mask Karen behind me in line tried to lecture me on just wear a mask. I made them tell me why. They, of course, just laid on platitudes of it protects me. I said, how? The cashier said, I am high risk pregnant and can't check you out. I asked then, why don't you check my temp? I'm not symptomatic and you have plexiglass. Aren't you protected by it? Her coworker also said she can't check me out because she's a high risk woman. The old lady behind me. Oh, just wear a mask, Mr. Trump. I told her to be quiet and no one was talking to her, even though more colorful words came to mind. However, I made them give me a mask. She handed it to me. Wait, aren't you scared, Miss High Risk Pregnant? You can't check me out, but you can hand me a mask. We've been talking, sitting here, talking here for 10 minutes. 
It's too late now anyway, right? It's all just such BS. However, it focuses the fight. You're right. This is a religion, a cult for sure. They are hopelessly devoted to these things. I get into Facebook group fights about this all the time. The major theme is, well, a business can do what it wants, which brings me to my main question. I'm worried that even after mask mandates are lifted county by county or outlawed, as Governor DeSantis wants to do, that this is not going to stop. What is to stop insane woke businesses like Petco or woke Granny Karens from just implementing their own? Same as the stupid vaccine passport. Can businesses refuse service? I am no lawyer, but I wonder about the legality of businesses refusing service in this regard. I understand the business aspect as a business owner myself, um, but I also have the Michael Jordan philosophy, i.e. everyone buys shoes. Any insight on what businesses can impose or will impose? That's from Emmett. Emmett. I could give you the legalese answer, but it's actually simpler than that. It can impose any entity, any neighbor, any family member, any small business, any corporation, any government, any form of government. In, in general, Emmett, anybody can impose anything on you that you are willing to comply with. Anything. I think we need to remember human nature is fallen and sinful. If you're waiting around for a bunch of people who suddenly fell prey to a spirit of the age to now just suddenly say one day, we got the all clear guys. That's not going to happen. That classic gangster movie scene where Jimmy Cagney slams the grapefruit in the chick's face. We're going to have to do that repeatedly. Repeatedly. So the short answer is they can do whatever they want that you're willing to comply with. They can do anything they want that a police officer is willing to arrest you for. So that's why the answer is us. Now, there are more uh, technical legal questions that could be answered. We probably should get somebody from ADF on, and we're overdue in having that conversation. We are talking to them about that, correct? Yes. Okay. Because I think it's it's time now to to, especially with all the data and everything we have, there is no good arguments for any of this any longer. So we will have that conversation. But in general, in general, whatever you and I will say yes to, they can do to us. That's the answer. That's it. Whatever you and I will do, they can do to us. The point of the Second Amendment is a deterrent against entities doing things like this to you. The idea that uh, I can shoot back if you want to shoot me. But if we just sit there and take it, then that, then, you know, first of all, Joe Biden's executive order is nothing anyway, but wouldn't matter anyway if it was something because we're just going to take it. That's what government by the consent of the governed means. A declaration of independence is a divorce. We're not taking this anymore. We're not doing this anymore. We're out. We're not not doing it. We don't comply. Mass non-compliance. The Redcoats arrived on the shores in order to enforce compliance. The Minutemen were formed in order to defend the non-compliance. 
So what we really need is 30 Emmets, 15 Emmets to walk into Petco without their useless Chinese face diaper. Together. Walk in together. One guy didn't just go out there and say, damn, the stamp tax is too high. I'm not paying it anymore. Screw you, UK. Screw you, King George. They had an army, guys. They had an alliance. They joined together. Peter wasn't the only disciple that got the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. Everybody in the upper room did. There's like a hundred of them in that room. Now that's not a lot up against the entire Roman Empire and religious council. But it's a heck of a lot more than one. <laughs> right? Can we get an amen on that? Amen. It's more than one. We got we 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 joke about these random acts of journalism these days, like what the Today Show did. We've got like random acts of Americanism. I'm just gonna be the random woman that walks into my parish without a mask. I'll be the random guy that goes to Petco. The random family that shows up at the movies without one. Enough random acts of Americanism. Enough intentional acts. Shows a force. Arrest us all then, I guess. Throw us all out then, I guess. The triple braided cord is tougher to break. They're not afraid of you as an individual. They're not. They're going to be much more afraid and intimidated by a show of force. Going back to the conversation yesterday with Gary Humble. What did I ask him? If you guys don't want to wear masks anymore, why don't you have 30 of you just walk into Walmart together with all your families and show up without them? Because the psychology works the other way. You're describing cultists, but you're right about that, Emmett. But the vast majority of people wearing a mask at Petco aren't in on a cult. They're just, you know, the, the path of least resistance. That's human nature. But stand up like friggin' Spartacus, man, and show them the way to freedom, and suddenly they're like, I'd rather have that. I'm an 18-year-old from Southern Arizona, huge fan of your show. Today, I was escorted out of my gym by two police officers while my membership was canceled because I refused to wear my mask above my mouth and nose, or rather, I wasn't coping hard enough. Funny side note, when speaking with the cops, they agreed with me entirely, though they explained that they're only enforcing trespassing, not masks, which they aren't enforcing at all. I can understand wearing a coping diaper at work if it's part of a store uniform, for example, but out in public, I refuse to wear a mask. My parents, who mostly agree with me about COVID, are against this decision while my brother is in the medical field making his view self-explanatory. Has he defended his view to you? Ask your brother. Hey, show me in real-time data where masks work. Show me where. Ask your brother, hey, if, if we got to wear masks in the most sanitary environment in the general population, a medical facility, a hospital. I mean, if you guys can't keep that place sanitary without a mask, tell me how we'd ever be safe enough anywhere, anywhere, ever without a mask. Then Challenge assumptions. My friends all don't care and simply choose the path of least resistance. There it is again. 
I am on the spectrum and homeschooled as well. So combining that and semi-lockdowns with an aspiring Catholic conservative on the spectrum isn't ideal when broader society opposes you. Nevertheless, how on earth do I go about getting people to stop coping with their masks anymore? I cringe anytime I'm driving and see someone coping in their car, and I'm beginning to cringe whenever I see anybody coping. Of course, the answer is us, but how do I expand this thinking from just myself if I can't even convince my parents to stop wearing one in public? Phantom, you're a young, aspiring Catholic conservative. So let me tell you a story out of Catholic tradition. There are numerous origins, Phantom, of the Christmas tree. This, though, is my favorite one. The future Pope Boniface was attempting to minister to the pagan Norsemen, attempting to evangelize them into the kingdom. They would not listen. They kept rejecting Christ and instead going to the Odin tree. Yeah, that Odin, the Marvel character based on this guy. They kept going to this massive oak, this massive Odin tree. So one day, the future Pope Boniface had just had enough. So in the middle of the ritual, and the Norse were not small men, mind you. In the middle of one of their rituals, he grabbed an axe right in front of him, went to the tree, the Odin tree, and he cut that thing down to show it has no power. Your idol has no power, has no power here. You're fools. Just dropped it on them right to their faces. Inside this mighty tree had actually been living a, an evergreen. A tinier evergreen had been living inside of the tree. Basically, mooching off of it, frankly. And he looked at him and said, that evergreen that lives forever, that's Christ, the living God. Here's your dead idol. Dead, me. Wimpy Christian missionary. Just chopped it down right in front of your faces. What are you going to do about it? It's dead. Dead. Tree is dead. Your God is dead. Never lived, in fact. This tree at least lived once. Odin never did. Dead. That evergreen over there, though, resumes, renews every year. That kind of spirit, brother, that's what it's going to take. That's what it took to give birth to Western civilization. And that's what it will take to preserve it. And it won't take anything, anything less than that will not work. You're going to have to believe more in your God than they do in theirs. It's going to take that. That's what it's going to take. Nothing more. Nothing less. We keep wondering, is there another way out of here than a direct confrontation? Let me save you some time. No. Next question. Nope. No, there's not. There's not. And their families and their friends all thought they were nuts too. The answer is no. Abraham went into his father Terah's idol shop after hearing from God. And basically when Jesus in the temple in it. Are you crazy? Are you mad? 
well, these idols are all dead, so they won't be offended. Who cares? That's what it will take. That level of commitment. You know, trying to sell your home in any market can be challenging, but especially, especially in these unprecedented times. Bing. Thank you. That's why you want to make sure you go in with an agent who, yes, will take charge of the situation on your behalf, but also remember that you're in charge. It's on your behalf, okay? They're representing you, which means they work for you, not the other way around. So they understand the relationship, but they can also be trusted to get the desired results. That's why you need the website. That kind of, the name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's where you can go to find you an agent whose talents, abilities, skills, resume, uh, track record, fully vetted and verified, or they wouldn't be listed on the website. So just about anywhere in America that you want to buy or especially sell. The name again kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. Any final thoughts before we get out of here today? Well, quickly, I understand that last um, letter writer's predicament. Uh, I just went in yesterday, had another incident. It's not on camera. Had to buy a new dryer. So I went in uh, to a, uh, not a uh, I went into a large big box. And listen, I, f- five people that I w- worked with for, I either asked a question to, or I actually had to deal with for 10 minutes. Uh, nobody said a thing and I didn't have a mask on and they did. And then I came across one Karen and they wanted to pick a fight. And I just told them like, you, you know, guys aren't even consistent in your own store. I mean, I, this is clearly something that's just about you. It's not about anything else. And I just spent 800 bucks here. Leave me alone. And that was it. So there we go. There we go. I leave you with this note from Jerry. Two men believing themselves to be women are involved in a sexual relationship with each other. In today's woke environment, can they reasonably be regarded as lesbians? Asking for a friend. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. The overtime coming your way for the rest of you. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.